0: Hello and welcome back to Novelity and in today's episode I'm here with Gappy to speak about this amazingly famous book on booktop and perhaps the world called the end of us by Cullen Hoover now I would say the majority of people know what it's about or even all the spoilers but with that in mind I'd like to display a few trigger warnings of course in terms of the book we have um, gun violence we have a, a sexual assault domestic abuse but also, in this episode, we definitely do speak about you know domestic abuse and the um, sexual assault um, in a bit more detail. Um, and in particular, with this episode, we are speaking about cycles, you know, in our lives, how it manifests in the book, of course, with the cycle of abuse. And also about Corinne Hoover as a phenomenon in herself, her artistic flair, and whether that's something to do with a lot of her messed up situations in her book. But yeah, I hope you enjoy. and I hope you keep safe and I hope it's enlightening. Thank you very much for listening. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. And today, we're going to talk about the TikTok book, the book that seemingly everyone loves. It ends with us by the successful writer, Colleen Hoover. In particular, I want to speak about cycles. In abuse, and also in our lives in general, and how this book may be perceived and is perceived by some people as profiting off trauma as well as some of the other hoover books but before i do that i need a guest i need a person so i'm going to introduce the impeccable ivorian agape not that ivorian (laughs) yes (laughs) pew 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 pew. okay agape introduce yourself again you've been on the podcast before but let's hear hear your voice um hi
1: i'm a a lana's friend and yeah, I've been on here before.
0: Um I don't know what you it want. It's 9 a.m. so Yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit early. Mm. But hopefully we're gonna get straight into this and enjoy it. How are you doing? I'm yeah. happy. I'm doing amazing. How are you doing? <laughs> you did not sound amazing,
1: <laughs> You know I don't have expression, I just say things.
0: Yes you do have expression. But I, I truly mean it, it's just that I didn't have it in my face. Mm. Yeah. Alright, let's hope people can hear it in your voice. Mm. Okay, so let's get straight into it. The first thing I love to do, that we didn't get to do last time with um, the other book, How To Win Friends and Influence People, is summarize the book in one minute, 30 seconds. I find this to be the funnest part. Am I going to do it? We're going to do it together. You're okay. going to do the first 45 seconds. Oh, no, I can't lie,
1: do... I didn't go over.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Okay. What is that noise? I have no idea. It's the clinking clanking of the an event. Oh. Wow. The ghetto. Yeah, it's probably going to show up on this audio. I'll be so angry. I don't like, You know what? <laughs> as long as you hear my words, that's enough for me. Mm. Okay, so starting. You're starting, Agafi, the first 45 seconds to describe the plot of the book. Spoilers as well. Okay. Explain it as much detail as you can. Okay. From the start. Right. And then at 45 seconds, I'll swap over and I'll help you. Right. Uh, to be fair, it's been like two years since I read it, so let's see how it goes. Okay. Okay, three, two, one, go.
1: So you have a girl, I cannot remember her name. <laughs> Lily. Lily, that's it. And um, her parents were in an abusive relationship. Well, it was more the, the 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 father was abusive to the mother. But anyways, that's a really important bit because she then goes on to date some medical student... Ryle. Ryle, who um, at first didn't really want a relationship, but then apparently Lily was the girl to convince him that oh i want a relationship now so then they get together finally when he finally wants her and then there's like a plot twist because he ends up being abusive and you're just like raw like dang so then yeah oh
0: <laughs> god you're actually you're so slow <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> i listen list to some other girl other other girl other guy that Lily was involved oh, with yeah, I in, in the around around the time when her mother was involved with um her abusive father yeah and um uh, they somehow reunite because they were together when they were young, and then they're, they're like mid twenties now? They reunite, mm. and that's happening in the background. Yeah. Ralph's abusive. Um, is able to break away with that. Her um, sister sister's a bit toxic, and then um, she gets pregnant as well. But that's another plot twist. And yeah. She, and then she somehow um, um, establishes around that you know we need to break up it ends of us the cycle ends of us. Yeah. Um, gets back with Atlas and is able to establish boundaries and break the transgenerational cycle. Yeah. That is abuse. Yeah. I don't like Kyogafe. Why? No, it's because you
1: know, you didn't explain <laughs> how fast I needed to do it. I was looking.
0: I was looking at the timer. I, like, yeah. I was like, how are we going to get through the whole plot of the book? I thought, yeah, I'm going to
1: the middle and then you do the rest. That was not the middle. Yes, it was. That the was middle. Middle. the, the plot The was in the middle.
0: You gave us breadcrumbs.
1: Breadcrumbs.
0: I forgot about Atlas. It's not that memorable. So that's <laughs> the only
1: thing I will apologize for. But like, I did go up to the middle. I thought it was fair.
0: Sorry. I thought I was giving love a lot of information. Hello, world i thought i had to do the brunt of the work there you were proper russian i said wow i didn't know i had to do it like that Hmm. i'm screwing her guys (laughs) okay so with that being noted and hopefully you guys following on you appreciate that this book is about or rather even though it is marketed as a romance book i think besides that it's mainly and the brunt of it is a book about domestic abuse and like cycles, generational and relational cycles. So let's get started about talking about cycles, of course. So I guess the first question I wanna ask is about ourselves, first of all, and how have intergenerational or transgenerational cycles um, manifested in your life, do you think?
1: Like from my parents to me, Like, the way I was raised, like, it's reflected a lot in how I am now. Mm. So, like, for example, I know for a fact that sometimes I do lack patience. And my mum was not a very patient person. Mm. Like, or, like, sometimes... uh, Yeah, it's just things like that. Like, I realised, oh, I probably get this from my mum... And I would think that she got that from her mum or her parents. So I don't know how I would break it. But Mm -hmm. my thing is, yeah, I know for a fact that if I'm ever to have kids, that I would like a relationship that's very healthy and transparent. And if my patients or like something else that's quite toxic, that, that did come from my parents, is reflected in my own relationship with my kids... I personally w- wouldn't want that and I would work on that before even thinking about having kids. Mm. So yeah, that's kind of my take on it.
0: Yeah. I guess similarly with the sort of African upbringing, mm. upbringing sorry, I can see how my, um, not with patience, I would say with, um, maybe, let me try and think. I think a lot of the women in my family were alone mm-hmm. or rather had to grind by themselves. Mm. So I think if we're gonna say like some sort of trend or cycle, I think there's a cycle of trying to be ultra independent to the point where like we're a lot of like, you know, single mums or like um hard working, stressed out mums. Mm. So I feel like that manifests in me in a sense that like my sister's very young, she's only seven years old, so like because of the age gap, I'm very much a parent to her at mm-hmm. times. So I often am um, very ultra-organized, ultra, um, not strict, but like I have to say strict. Strict yeah. in my times and everything like that. Yeah. And I guess that could be a cycle, the cycle of women grinding, being the, you know, strong black woman, mm. trying to make sure that everything gets sorted out and everything is done by themselves. And I'll be honest, I don't even like asking for help. I think that's the thing i got from my mum, I don't
1: like
0: asking for help at all. Yeah. Because it feels like I've just given up, like I can't do it myself, yeah. I can't do it myself. No, I can and I will, sort of that thing.
1: Would you want your kid to ask for help? Um, when Would you want your kid to ask for help?
0: Yes, within reason.
1: Within reason, what do you mean within reason?
0: I mean like basic things you should do by yourself. Um. And I would like them to learn skills so then they won't have to rely on someone else. Yeah. So ask for help, Yeah. But being able to do things by yourself, I would love that, ideally, if
1: I were to have kids. Yeah, I agree. So how would you... Because I feel like I also had, like, a very hyper-independent mum. And, like, she also... She didn't, like, like asking for help. So then that made me not want to ask for help as well. Mm. But then when I'm really struggling, I still wouldn't ask for help. How would you allow your kids to also have, like... The
0: skill to know when to ask for help. yeah. I guess I think that I would have to learn because it gets, depends on the situation. I would say, look at what you can do, look at your limits. And if you've gone beyond your limits, always ask for help. So you can move forward and you can develop and you can improve or take away a problem that you now have. Yeah, that's all I can think of. But there's a lot of self development that is needed there. Yeah. But moving on to the book, what transgenerational cycle do you think exists in the book?
1: In the book, definitely like um um what's that word dependency
0: mm-hmm.
1: um Explain. On, I think one of the main reasons why um the mom didn't wanna like separate from the dad was because of Lily, right or am I mistaken,
0: perhaps you yeah, got screen more,
1: yeah. And it's also, like, she didn't have her own money, her own yeah. house. So she kind of really relied on the dad mm. to provide for her and her kid. Yeah. And I think that's what prolonged her to stay in that domestic relationship. But I'm just a very big believer of, like, always having your own, even in a in a marriage, because yeah. if you don't, you're going to be stuck. And, like okay now i'm thinking about it. i don't think it's like a cycle because
0: lily she had her own yeah she had way more support than her mum yeah guess. she was able to break away easier than yeah. i've seen in other books yeah yeah i'll be honest yeah yeah so maybe that's not the best example that's fine can you try and give another i'd say or i can go first and say okay go on you know there's a cycle of abuse Mm -hmm. that we know I think that's obvious to establish they even mentioned it in the book like one of the you know you know the the profound paragraph that they put in books sometimes yeah so it's there but I would say that a lot of it is the cycle of fear and self-doubt I think that's what Lily's mother had it's that fear of breaking away fear of the consequences self-doubt because she forgot her own limits. she forgot that you know if he hits me once I won't let it happen again Mm. and then slowly and slowly it made it seem as if like he could do anything to her and she could sort, sort of survive it mm-hmm. and she sort of doubted herself and doubted you know what if he's done this well um you know it's not not as bad as when he did this or something like that so it made it more difficult for her to break away and i think that happened a bit with lily so like with the misunderstanding with the whole like burning thing like he burnt his hand and then <laughs> oh my gosh. The lights
1: just switched off. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> We're just sitting here in the dark. <laughs> was, see, and I have the worst memory. I don't know what I was saying. Um, oh, yeah. So, with Ryle, mm. so with Ryle, with the whole uh, misunderstanding, so then Lily was able to, like, doubt herself so and be like, huh, okay, maybe it was a misunderstanding. Move on. Next time, it was like, you know, he almost pushed her down the stairs. Oh. Oh, well, he did say it was an accident, self-doubt, move on. Yeah. Again and again and again, up until she finally broke away. She only broke away when she felt like she was pregnant and everything. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's, a, that's definitely one manifestation of the, the cycle. Self-doubt and, like, insecurity, which then makes her vulnerable to them being abused, Does that make sense. And then yeah. abuse is also, it's like, a secondary cycle to that because of the fact that the, her mum was self-doubt, what well, had self-doubt or insecurities, and Lily, therefore, had that as well.
1: Yeah. yeah. I feel like I really understand the the, the title now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I when mean, you mentioned yeah. oh yeah. the only reason why she broke it off is because she's pregnant. Yeah. She
0: I don't know, it gave her a realisation like, hey, yeah, I don't want the same for my kid. Yeah, like an epiphany. Yeah. 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 Hmm. It comes up in the end of the book when I'm when I ask you to read it in the book, it's literally the last line before the epilogue, it's like it ends of us, okay? When she's talking to her baby, yeah, yeah, it's very nice and sweet. Okay, so do you think if Lily had not witnessed domestic abuse, do you think it would have made a difference to what she decides to do in the book? Definitely, okay, explain. Um
1: it's just easier to see toxic behaviour when you didn't grow up around it or normalise it. Mm-hmm. So even though I'm sure she was like, oh, after seeing her mom, like, oh, I'll never want to go through that, it still was normal to her. So mm-hmm. when it actually happened to her, she, she tried her best to, like, think, oh, this is not the same as what happened to my mom. But really and truly, it's just her normalising the situation and mm-hmm. her not... Basically, she was like, oh, my mum went through so much worse, but what she was going through was abuse, but it wasn't as bad as her, so therefore yeah. it, wasn't yeah. it was an abuse to her until she finally realised it was. Yeah.
0: That's interesting, because I think I wrote down, or I know I wrote down, I actually didn't know. I said I was, like, half and half. Yes, because of what you said. So, like, in her home life, it was normalised. Mm-hmm. Therefore, she, she desensitised to red flags. Mm-hmm. Like, the first moment when Rao like, pushed her after burning his hand... Um, at the same time, I felt like I feel like up and, not until she started reading like her diaries did she see parallels. And it wasn't until a lot later did she actually make actions based on the parallels and based on trying to consciously like stop the cycle. I feel like it happens to a lot of women. I feel like it's not necessarily exclusive to women who, uh, who experience abuse or some sort of trauma in childhood. So I think that even though it might be, like, statistically more likely that Lily has she not witnessed domestic abuse as a child um, to, like, break up with Ryle long before he escalated in violence, Mm -hmm. I feel like there is still a possibility that she could have stayed because the way he, the way Ryle can be able to manipulate um, Lily into thinking that, you know, the first time was a mistake or the second time was a mistake, you see how any other woman could have um, believed that. I feel like Wai was especially smart in the way that he was able to manipulate Lily into thinking that she is secure. Yeah. Because when I think about cycles, Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but I think about
1: closed-mindedness.
0: okay. It's closed-mindedness. What do you mean? Because people are only familiar... with Like, they're only
1: okay with what they know oh okay and Mm. they're not always open to try new things and i feel like a cycle enables that Mm. so
0: those type of people are closed-minded you can't like deny that so like you think that cycles are like baseline or cycles are sort of lazy like cycles happen if you don't put like interventions does that make sense yeah
1: yeah like it's okay to have a cycle because I feel like, as humans, we need, like,
0: routine and... Yeah, life cycle, mm. menstrual cycle. Exactly. It's
1: needed. I'm sure it's natural, but when you're so caught up in your cycle that you just don't let anything get in the way of breaking that yeah. or kind of, like, changing it in a way, that's when I'm can- I I
0: have a problem with it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you, because I, I phrased it that way, because even though cycles are, like, ubiquitous in life, they're everywhere. Yeah. Menstrual cycle, I've said, you know... Um, life cycle, like we learn from the life cycle of a caterpillar, stuff like that. I feel like it does, as important as they are to be recognised, I think that it's just important to be able to intervene in a cycle. Mm. Having, you know, as humans, we're able to control so much, so being able to like break into a cycle and change things up, like, Game of Thrones, there, I think she's her line was like, break the chain, stuff like that. Like, being able to break something, I think is so much more important than just having a cycle. Mm. Being able to break it because cycles can be really strong. Just like with Lily, it can be hard to break away from it, especially when it's so easy to fall back into it. Mm. So having to, to tear away a cycle, I think it's even more important or even more, like, admirable yes. than the cycle itself. True. that's yeah, why I did that. Nah. And what do you think of this? Because I'm not sure many people, like, are aware of this or, like, know by it. And something that I learned in, like, A-level bio is about epigenetics. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. Right, so, basically, as we're living life, right, you have, like, your genetic, you have, like, your DNA, mm-hmm. but you have something called, like, epigenetics, so, like, above it. So, like, when you have, like, your DNA, it's all wrapped up, right? Yeah. So, it's not necessarily, like, the bases. So, like, an A, let's stick. Like, um... AT and, like, CG, it's, like, how your DNA is, like, curled together. Okay. So sometimes, like, events, so, like, trauma can leave literally a chemical mark on your genes. Mm -hmm. And it can be passed down to future generations. And so even though it's not a mutation, it can mean that the way that, um, like, your lineage acts or the way that your lineage lineage, like, deals with trauma can be affected by, like, your mother and, like, your grandmother or, like, you know, your ancestors. What do you think of that? Is this actually yeah. legit? Yeah. As a medical student, you co sign this? Yeah. I'll be honest, I even learned it in medical. I learned it from my bio-teacher, Miss Trickland, yeah. Oh, OK.
1: Yeah.
0: What do I think of... I never really thought about it before, but it kind of
1: does make sense yeah. because we do have natural instincts when it comes to things and it's like i wouldn't actually know this if it did not come from somewhere i guess it makes sense i never really
0: thought about it before Hmm. yeah why did you mention it i mentioned it because um i feel like the way that we speak about these cycles i think we think about like like psychologically or like you know therapy like socially but Mm -hmm. I feel like there's always like a biological element that I was quite interested in Mm. because you know like depression like serotonin like all these different things that I learned about I'm like pretty sure there's a way that we can like look at it from a different aspect and appreciate that trauma is way more ingrained in us than Mm. just the way that we act It's like it's in our genes yeah that makes sense sometimes and then that can like propagate A cycle, for example, like with Lily, maybe due to epigenetic, like, mutations in Lily when she gave, in Lily's mother, sorry, and when she gave birth to Lily, that manifested and caused her to be predisposed to, um, her staying with Rao as long as she did. Yeah. And with that, what do you think should have been done to prevent the cycle in Lily? Like, in within the realms of the book, what do you think could have happened? Something that could have changed that could have pushed Lily to break up with Rao way earlier than she did? Um, I definitely feel like if her
1: mum like ever had a chance to intervene or like see her daughter going through that, she would have been one of the first people to tell her, no, don't stay here, like learn from my mistakes. Mm -hmm. Because when a parent says learn from my mistakes, you better listen to them because they genuinely know
0: yeah. And it's not easy for African parents to say they've made a mistake.
1: Mm. Um, so definitely that. And also... I feel like she was friends with... She was friends with her... Wait.
0: With Rao's sister? That's it, Oh, yeah. no, I don't like Raul's sister. You know Why? Because she kept on trying to get her to forgive him. That's it. If she did if not, if she didn't,
1: yeah. exactly, she, uh, they, she would have like not settled for it.
0: That could have stopped the cycle. Mm. Just having an external person intervene, Every give her time. another, uh, get yeah. another like perspective, and then if Lily's mum was a bit more sensitized to the fact that, of course, like Lily was being harmed, mm. that could have just broken it way earlier. Honestly, and it's like ugh. <laughs> it's tough out here, but you know, make sure you know like the red flags. Make sure you know like, you know that your friends are safe and everything and then Mm. you're like, okay, if this happens, make sure you know your limit and get away so you become safe, so you're safe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alyssa, and her name was Alyssa, I think. Rau's sister. Yeah. Ugh. Tough, tough, tough. What do you think you would have said? sorry. (laughs)
1: Sorry, I was a random fool, but I remember she was like I'm I'm only here for fun. But then I realised if you have that much money in the world and you you could do whatever you want. I okay fine, I understand her point, but
0: anyways, yeah, go on. Sorry. Um What's question? Yeah, if you were Alyssa, do you think like of course we're biased because obviously you want to stop Libby being home, but do you understand maybe why she was um pushing Lily to forgive Ryle
1: because that's her sibling, and I'm sure she knows him more than anyone in the world. And also the fact that he went something, th- he went through something traumatic as a child. Oh yeah, well. we didn't we
0: didn't mention it, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we, we didn't. No, because Ryle basically Ryle's excuse. Was that um, he shot his brother in the head when he yeah. was younger. Yeah. And then sort of manifested him being a neurosurgeon. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, that trauma, of course, left a mark on him. Mm. Which then pre him to be manipulative, abusive, and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I guess I can understand Alyssa's point of view. But still, it's like allowing someone to be harmed.
1: Yeah. She hmm. she definitely has a soft spot for her brother. Yeah. Which isn't always good for other people, because, or for her brother, because she can't, like, you can't correct your brother, you can't let people walk away from your brother. It's like, chill. Like, no, seriously, chill. You're, you're not your brother's, like, guardian angel like, you
0: need to... Oh, do you remember Paul, you know, not Paul's, Blue Therapy? Blue... And Paul... Oh, why cool. <laughs> What? And no. then the whole poor sister thing. Mm. Ah. And then she cheer- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Your sister's everywhere. Oh my days, those, those type of relationships are
0: very scary. Oh my very gosh. scary indeed. Oh, yeah. Man, you've got to chill, make sure that uh, people are safe. You know, mm. then just protect your brother, protect people from your brother as so. well. Mm. Mm. Right, so let's move on. Okay. Right, we've talked about cycles. Or oh, actually, not let's move on. The last question I have is. Give me a cycle in your life that you want to break. Um, It can be big or small, but we all have a cycle that we should break from. So give me one that you want to break from.
1: I definitely want to break from the cycle of overworking. Mm,
0: Yeah, you do. Yeah, I agree with you, you do. Yeah. Like you're working hard before you have to work hard, if that makes sense. Honestly. And that scares me. It's
1: very, very scary because I would. You know how I finished a book
0: yesterday? Yeah, November Night. Yeah, Yeah, I I felt
1: guilty about it. Guilty? Honestly, because I was like, maybe I should be doing my schoolwork. Mm. Maybe I should be doing something else. Yeah. And it's like, I can never rest. Mm. And I realised my mum was the same way. She never rests, she never takes a break. Even when we went to um, Ivory Coast in the summer, this woman Mm. was hustling every single day. Like, you're not even at your nine to five anymore. And you're still finding a way to, like, overwork yourself. Mm. So even though, like, I'm just, like, she needs to chill, I realised I do the exact same thing. And that's something I definitely want to break. Yeah.
0: That's nice, I hope you do. Do you know how you're
1: going to break it? I have no idea. Because I'm just like, oh, I'll try going out more. I'll try having fun. At the back of my mind, it's always still there. Mm -hmm. And I just need that thought to kind of, like, I will truly rest when it's not there. Mm -hmm. But even when I'm having fun, at the back of my mind, I'm like, should I actually be here? Mm -hmm. Like, I should really be working. And even though sometimes it's good, I can't lie, because it... It patterns me. It makes sure that it makes me. It makes sure that I'm doing what I need to do. But it's not every day I must be hustling. Like yeah. let me have a rest as well. But yeah. I just can't do that for myself.
0: Yeah. I think working on like reframe your thoughts and then see how that manifests. But even so, the fact that you're able to ignore, or rather, at at time like with the, finishing that book mm-hmm. or going out. So that are able to, like, actions to against those, you know, back of the mind thoughts, I think that in itself is, like, rewarding. So that able to, like, not always listen to that thought, mm. despite the intrusive thoughts coming in, yeah? Mm. Maybe see about, maybe, I'm not sure how much work needs to be done to silence the thoughts, but hopefully that gets done. Mm. Yeah. You're doing well, though. Yeah, be kind to yourself. Thank you, Alana. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> My cycle I would like to break is... I'm starting to exercise again. Mm -hmm. The cycle that always happens—the cycle that always happens—coincides with my menstrual cycle. So I'll be exercising, exercising, exercising. My period comes, and you stop.
1: Yeah, a lot of people go through that.
0: Yeah, (sighs) and it's so annoying. But I want to see what I can do. I have to be reasonable because I know one time part of the reason why I stopped is because one time I did try and exercise like vigorously during my menstrual cycle. You need Maybe to take it easy worse. during your menstrual.
1: Yeah, you need to take it easy. What Yeah.
0: My my little abdomen boom 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 boom. <laughs> it just felt disgusting. Oh God, a lot of, oh Ooh. yes. Sir, I need to learn to be more gentle, mm. but also try and make sure that I have still have that routine. Because my I went into my period has never been as bad as some people. Some people some people miss school. For their period i always felt bad for them like you actually can't even get up mm. and go in trouble so never that bad so in my head if i can still walk take a bus i can maybe walk a bit longer if that make it sense and yeah. that could still add to my physical activity yeah you know, if you feel like i'm actually exercising or whatever yeah i think that would be a way to break that cycle or constantly stopping exercising when my period comes yeah yeah it's a small cycle but a cycle that we can all break and hopefully everyone has a cycle that they can break away from and just try and make sure they're in control in as many aspects of their life as they can. Yeah. So whether it's abuse, whether it's attitudes, actions, hopefully we can all break it. And I wish everyone luck. And with that, I guess it's time to move on and actually talk about Coding Huber's book as a whole. Mm-hmm. You've read November 9th yes. and um, Ends of Us. Yes. I've read Ends of Us, uh, Verity, Heartbones, Layla, reminders of him and i want to say that's it i might be missing one but i feel like we have a good scope with her novels good right? scope i only read two you read like two 200. is good <laughs> enough honestly i want to see okay so. <clears throat> so books like it ends with us and many colleen Heavers books are adored mm-hmm. on booktok you're gonna get a bunch of people that fucking love it mm. but there's that minority that dislike it. And when they dislike something, especially something so popular, they dislike it with heat. Yeah. They dislike it thoroughly. Because mm. you see like big paragraphs, especially on my Goodreads feed, of like people who rate her books two stars, one star, and they have a whole run about how much they dislike it. And I guess with the last time I recorded this episode, so anyone who's actually listened to this podcast like from the beginning. Um, I did an episode with Alia and Salma, both of which have been on the podcast. And Alia was someone who hated the book. So I'm going to try and embody Alia mm. and be the devil's advocate when I'm speaking about this book and the different aspects of it. Mm. And of course, you did enjoy the book, right? I thought it was okay. No, at the time you said you liked it. I said I said it was okay. Well, I saw you are like, oh, I liked it. You know what? I liked it
1: when I first read like when I first finished reading it yeah. because of the fine. plot twist leave off that okay leave off that. <laughs> but then yeah. I don't have the same like energy for it especially so, after yeah.
0: reading November 9th yeah we'll discuss it more that's we'll discuss fine. it more because we have the whole scope because my, mine is similarly I've seen some trends in her other books that I would love to like dissect but mm. like, anyway but like so let's just speak about things that we did like about yeah like, tell me something that you did like about ends of us despite um, the whole the critique because we're seeing I'm seeing a lot more critique and I think that's warping my perception so I want to still have the basis because I remember reading it five stars mm. if I read it in five stars there's something that I loved about it and I still don't want to like throw that away yeah um, within reason if it's something that I, I was like naive about I can understand that but there's some aspect that I really loved about the book and I still like to mention that so give me something that you liked about the book
1: I like the plot twist um I like the fact that which one um I think the abusive plot twist mm, okay. wow. was really good because it made it I liked how she showed how easy it can be for someone to end up in a, an abusive relationship. It's not always just like I've been with them for ten years and I've been suffering this long. Like no, sometimes it could just happen really quickly and it's that's your new reality now. So I liked how it all of a sudden just changed. Yeah. Um, I also, what else did I like? Kind of like the romance
0: aspect was a bit boring for me. Really? Yes, yeah, so that's What's what I was boring about it? Because it was like the, the triangle, Ryan and Atlas.
1: A love triangle isn't like every single show, TV, sh- like TV show, movie, book. It's kind of like... I've seen it way too much, yeah. so you that's don't why I like love triangle tropes. No more, like ugh, too many teen dramas have love triangles, so <laughs> I'm a bit over it now. So when it had something different about it, I was just like, "Oh, okay, I like this." I don't like the abuse. I'm not saying I, I <laughs> condone
0: abuse. No, but Ray was a bit dodgy, it wasn't he? Wasn't he like begging for sex, like "Please sleep with me." Yeah. I like, want that boom boom. I yeah. It was giving after vibes, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> I didn't
1: like that either. I was just like, it was like. I thought about stopping because I was like, oh, this is a, it's not my type of book anymore. But yeah, the plot twist def- definitely kept me reading. Um, I don't like the end.
0: Okay, yeah. Wait, oh, wait, wait. We'll get, about, we'll get to our dislike. Uh, sorry. I, I <laughs> We're going to try something positive. I like. I, there's only one thing. I just like the plot twist. Okay, so I remember what I liked. The okay. first thing that I liked, I actually really liked the first scene. Okay, I feel like Lily was a bit dramatic, you know, standing on the fucking ledge. But, exactly. like, but, 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 but. but. The conversation, I think, was was uh, had a very nice start. It was a nice platform because I think, for me, the story when Lily was like saying that I went to my dad's funeral like today, Mm -hmm. and when my mum told me to go to the podium and do a eulogy and say at least one good thing about my father, I opened my mouth and said nothing Mm -hmm. because I could not think of one good thing about my father, and I found that so, like. I found that like, really, like, you know, respect respectable. Mm. And it reminded me of you in the sense that, like... No, let me explain, okay? <laughs> okay, I see your face. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of you because I feel like... The time when I realised you're very... Because I like to placate in the sense that, like, I always use my words to make sure people feel all right. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I feel like I'm slowly learning to either, like... Clamp my tongue right. or say something when I see something that's a bit, you know, dodge. Mm. I remember the first time I sort of saw this manifested in you was like, we're in secondary school, right? And some girl wanted us to sign her petition. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Not the story. <laughs> I didn't care. I was like, you know, fuck it. Let me yeah. just let me write my signature. I don't yeah. care. Even if I didn't believe in it or I don't remember what she was doing, um, petitioning about. Yeah. And you were like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I don't believe it. A lot. Of, I was just being petty. There's no other way to say. It. No, i was just being petty. But even so, a little be a slightly petty in yeah. the sense that, like she didn't say anything. She could have said something a bit like at least she at least he gave at least he gave me like half of my DNA or something like that. Mm. She didn't do anything. She was being petty, at the same time, she's also being like sti- um very very um like concrete. So you're standing her ground, and that's yeah. the same way that I sometimes see. You're very good at standing your ground. You're, yeah, like, you're not like too loud like some people I know, but you're very silently like. Standing your ground. Like, only speak if you improve the silence. And right. Lily stayed silent. Yeah. Because there's no way she can improve it. Yeah. Because her chatting shit or, like, spitting lies about her father was not mm. going to work. Exactly, yeah. And she stood by that. Yeah. She moved on. Yeah. And she met around, which I guess was a bit meh. Mm. But, and everything. But, like, I really enjoyed that. And that was one thing I liked about it. And then the second thing I liked about it, because I guess the middle was a bit more messy, whatever. I really liked the ending, at like the ending, not the ending. Ending with like her mean Atlas. Yeah. But I like the ending when Ryle and Lily were speaking, and once Lee gave birth, and she was like, "I want a divorce," and then she told him all the reasons why she wanted that. Because if, you know, like she was like to Ryle, like if our child, if our daughter, if Emmy mm-hmm. had a boyfriend, mm-hmm. and her boyfriend um like pushed her on the floor and said it was an accident, or pushed her down her uh, pushed her down the stairs and said it was. um... I love a mistake. Or they're gonna sexually assault her, would you want her to stay with him? And he was like, no. Mm. And I really like how he twists, she twisted it in order to show Ralph just how twisted he was. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end with her like half cycle things and even I love I love when the title has true meaning. Yeah. Because that happens a lot, like some of the books I read, it means nothing. The title means nothing for most part. But the fact that it ends with us was like also like a line in the book Mm. at the end was amazing. Yeah. It ends with us. That cycle ends with us. And I really like that. Yeah. So those are my likes. That being said, let's go on to our dislikes. Okay. And um Right, this likes continue yeah stop continue i'm finished
1: i already started yeah, start. so yeah like i mentioned before i wasn't a fan of the romance of it just because i've seen it one too many times so when it had a like a little something different about it i was just like okay this is interesting
0: mm-hmm. um i did not sorry it's just a uh, i have a point there mm-hmm. so uh, this is part of the thing that i've seen I think um, one of the people that I follow on Goodreads that I guess I'm friends with, they said that Cody Hoover's book books often have this thing where she prof- she profits off trauma, right? Because you know with um, the blueprint there is for many romance books, you're going to read like especially if you're getting into this like role that you're doing now, yeah. You're going to read like hundreds of romance books. You will only remember two percent of them, okay. and like two percent of them would because something was different about it. And with Cody Hoover's books, at least with ends with us especially, it's usually. Big up trauma. Yeah. And the fact that she was able to use that as a plot twist, I think Alia said, because actually, I was sort of ambivalent what she said. Alia said that she, because it she felt like she was just, like, picking it out so she could profit off it. Right. Like, it was profitable because it was something different. And so even though you enjoyed it, it was that yeah. like, really the right thing to pick up or the story she could have told? Can I just say, yeah,
1: people have to eat. Money <laughs> after you make. Like, literally, you cannot come for a woman... Mm. Writing about her own experience. Even in the end, she mentioned that yeah, her mom, notes. yeah, yeah, went mm. through it. What do you want her to do? Lie yeah. and act like yeah. her life was all peachy and reflect that in her writing when that's yeah. not the case.
0: That also that was my rebuttal to Ali at the time. Yeah, like in her author, you see the manifestation. You see where it comes from. Mm. If it was a story that came from nowhere. That would be a much more valid argument. But yeah. at the same time, it's like a lot of her books have mad plot twists, like that are just extremely deep. All right, I mean, let me just, like, tell you. Actually, I can't. Because, I mean, I'm spoiling it for you. I want you to read some of these. But, like, say anyone who's, like, uh Colleen Hoover stan. Yeah. Verity, all the murders and shit. Murders? Man, it's a suspense, so you expect it. Oh. Okay, and then Layla. that was a bit confusing, but the whole shooting thing, that's a bit too much. <laughs> Reminds of him, that whole, oh, that in itself is oh, very complex, but the whole, like, um driving thing and the uh, massive trauma is so complex but she simplifies it mm. and I think what I was going to say to Alia when she was saying that you know she's profiting off trauma I'd say that Colleen Hoover does profit off trauma but I feel like my issue is that sometimes she simplifies it too much okay okay I think sometimes it's very simplified so is it the fact that she doesn't go into more detail or okay yeah so for example with the ends of us. The way that Cody was able to present Rao is like this handsome, charismatic person that we fall in love with the same as Lily and then when we see the plot twist of him becoming abusive, we mm-hmm. get disappointed, we're confused, we're conflicted, we're, you know, like trying to work out where do we stand with him, should she like just, you know, break up with him and as we're learning that and we realize um, that things are swaying more into like more pity for Lily and disdained for Rao, right. she tries to tip back the the balances so that we'll feel more pity for Rao by learning about the fact that he shot his brother in the head by accident and everything like that. Right. And it felt as if like a, bit, a particular ploy in order to make us feel pity for Rao. And the reason why I say it's too simplified is because it was only like a few, a few pages. Yeah. If you really wanted it, so that we were going to pity about and see more nuances to the character. Why couldn't there have been more pages, more chapters figuring out his mental trauma? What happened in the running off with him shooting um her, um, her his brother and everything? Like, more, like, notes about his therapy, what's going on in his mind? Mm. Otherwise, it just feels like you're just saying that, so we feel more pity for him. Yeah. It feels like you're just saying that, like, yeah. okay. I yeah.
1: personally don't feel pity for him okay yeah yeah i still thought oh uh, he's an abusive man that didn't change mm-hmm. i okay yes it was sad that he ended up shooting someone mm-hmm. but it didn't it didn't really shift my opinion okay yeah yeah
0: fair enough all right so i wanted to read good scenario and this is gonna manifest in a certain way mm-hmm. um it's paraphrased from reddit because it's a long post but i just made it into a short paragraph okay so it's about a couple in their 20s and when the couple were discussing like their past crushes like like a late night convo the man in the relationship he broke down and admitted something horrific he said and explained in detail how he wants to rape someone at a party we're going to yeah and he said that he's trying to bet himself respect women and has gone to therapy but the girl, she's in turmoil because she had had no idea where to proceed from here, Mm. being confronted with the ugliest side of someone that she loves, and matching that to the everyday doting, apparently wonderful boyfriend that she has every day. So what advice would you give to this woman?
1: This sounds like a plot from a BBC
0: show.
1: Really? What show? Um, It was with that that woman from um, Black Panther. The sister of Black Panther. I teacher, were... right? Yeah. Have you seen it? It's on no. BBC. I forgot what it's called, but this is the exact same plot. Is it? She found out she was dating someone who raped someone at a party. Okay. And she did not allow it. And I said yes, sis. She said she, listen, I like. You need to forgive yourself, and understand. But you never told me. Mm. Which I think that's what's different from your scenario. Because he never actually told her. She found out from another girl mm. that, oh, your boyfriend raped me at some yeah. point, And she did not allow it. She was like, you never told me. Hence, I don't want to be with you anymore. I personally... That's deep for me. I'm sorry. Because, yeah, rape is a very serious thing. Yeah. It's a very, very serious thing. And... If you've done it at some point in your life. I'm not saying this person should never ever find love, but like it shouldn't be with you. Yeah. That's all I have to say,
0: yeah, yeah, because that's like your hard limits, your mm. like unquestionable, um, like decline, mm, yeah, <laughs> like sorry, that's not for me, yeah. That's a the reason why I gave this scenario is because one of my other interesting thoughts or like dislikes with the book was that ryle had no consequence he was still able to co-parent his child and another thing that really frustrated me i even though i i do i'm aware that some people also get scot-free for these things that they've done these crimes that they've done it made me realize that say going forward and there was like a second book to it, it ends of us and Ryle's was getting into a relationship he would have to disclose the fact that he um almost um, almost raped lady. he was abusive towards her, and then in another relationship, the girl's going to have to deal with that torment, and mm. I think exploring more with Ryle would have been such a good um, technique for Colleen, mm. because I, I I don't like how just for a few pages, you're able to see that, like, um, you know, the the excuse, slash the reason why Ryle's the way he is, but we want to explore what his development is, what he's doing. I mean, to be fair, the book is about cycles, it's like a uh, it's, like, a book translating from what Colleen um, had experienced when she was younger with her mother and her father. And so it is focused on Lily mainly. But it would have been nice to see where I was coming from so there was more nuance to him. Yeah. Not in the way that she was trying to, like, block it up so we can, like, feel a bit more pity for him or, mm. like, you know, understand that he has many sides to him or whatever, but, like, it's just a genuine like exploration of the character would have been actually really really good because there's no consequence for him he's going to go away but it would have been interesting to explore. you know what's going to happen next time he gets to a new ship mm. like how is he dealing with the fact that he's abused someone but now that we've discussed our dislikes and likes everything okay. I've got a game for you okay game time game time game time okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah I, I don't remember do you
0: remember what cats. i don't know i forgot how you do it it's boots and cats boots and cats but it doesn't sound right boots and cats cats. it doesn't sound right no it doesn't It's <laughs> okay all right so the game is called who said that and what about this so what i'm going to do i'm going to give you a quotation from the book mm. you're going to guess who said that quotation and then i'm going to give you a different question and you have to answer the question in the persona of the character that you chose right right okay so here's the quote every time you choose to stay it makes the next time that much harder to leave eventually you lose sight of your limit altogether because you start to think I've lasted five years what's five more? it was either Lily or her mum I'm
1: gonna guess Lily no
0: her mum yeah oh, okay but you had it you had it narrowed down that's really good yeah alright so the question I have is in the persona of Lily's mother what lesson have you had to learn again and again actually, i actually have no idea really yeah what, what would you say i would say one of the moments that i picked up from the book that made me realize that she had more nuance to her is when in lily's like you know her ellen DeGeneres like journal thing and she's writing about one of the times when he saw that her father forced herself forced himself upon her um her mother and you can see that her mother saw Lily and was trying to protect her from the brunt mm. of um you know her her father's like um violence. And I think the reason why um I mean me thinking about that informed my answer in that I said that protecting my daughter is the most important thing. I lost sight of my limit, but each time he hurt me, I told myself that I wouldn't allow my daughter to go through that. Well, at the very least, I would try. Mm. Yeah, so that's my answer. Okay. Mm. Do you agree with that? I agree with it, sorry. <laughs> Fine. All right, but thank you for playing the game, trying. Oh, that was quick. Yeah, that's actually it. Oh, okay. The <laughs> this is the game that usually takes longer because, um, and know, sometimes it's a bit more guesses. You guess quite quickly. Right. Yeah. And you tried with the answer. Yeah. You couldn't get one, but you understand why my answer came about. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for at least trying.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So, how did this book change you, if at all?
1: How did it change me? Yeah. It honestly just made me a bit more hyper-aware about what? Yeah. relationships. And what do you mean? Just, like, you can be so consumed in your love that you don't realise when something's toxic. Mm-hmm. So, it's so easy to, like, look at it from the outside look at someone else's relationship and be like what you guys are doing it's not right or it's toxic but then when you're actually in it i'm sure it's a lot harder mm-hmm. so you've got to have some grace for like people in love because like i'm sure like they find it harder to see the toxicness in some of the things that they do yeah or allow yeah. so that's my thing
0: yeah it's very good Hyper-aware. We were just aware. We yeah. say, like, I feel like hyperness implies that it's a bit too much, but we
1: say that you're just more aware or more... No, you know, hyper-aware, not, because now... Yeah. I don't... I'm not very keen on, like, being in a relationship or being in love. Okay. Because I know how... I'm very aware of how blinded I can be mm-hmm. if I was in a relationship.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, weariness is okay. But, you know, I think I've said it before, like, love's not just a feeling, it's a skill. So yeah. knowing that you have the skills to recognise that the way you're being loved, quote-unquote, is be it's a good way or a bad way. And then you acknowledge where to step from there. I think having good skills and having good boundaries mm. would be very nice to make sure that we know where we're going to roam about in our... Romantic relationships, or
1: into relationships. Yeah. That's something you're going to have to learn there. Yeah. Like, is, you, you can't just jump into it and think, oh, I have the skills. Yeah. You're really going to have to. Jump.
0: Jump. 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 Chris Cross. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's hard out here, innit? Mm. I guess for me, um, this was the first book I believe that had domestic violence in it. I think. I think. Yeah. And for me, as a result, in the same way that, you know, you were saying you are now hyper aware of the dangers that there are in being so consumed in your love and relationship, I am myself, I'm very interested in safeguarding mm-hmm. relationships, in the sense that, like, when I ask my friends about their relationships, I'm always like, okay, so are you okay? You're safe or safe? Are yeah. you happy? Are you, are you safe? Are you safe? Mm. Okay, good. And um, just to make sure that I'm leaving no one behind just by being blasé about the relationship, want to make sure that I make sure that they're okay and healthy. And um, alternatively, it just made me realise there are different scopes, like for domestic violence, because after that, I think I read another book. I, the name has lost, has gone from my brain, but it had a very different, a different, a very amazingly different, like, um, perspective or different, different, different story about how domestic violence can manifest. And especially in the other book that I read, it was more like entrapment. So like, she really was unable to like escape the relationship. And I guess the second question I have is, um, would you recommend this book? Yeah, why not?
1: Mm. Sorry, but I had to give more. <laughs> but what were you gonna say? Like, oh yeah, why not? You know, it's fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Who do you recommend it to though? Who would I recommend it to? Um, anyone who reads books. Me? Oh, or, or who reads romance specifically?
0: Yeah, because it might subvert the expectation. Yeah. 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 Very nice. All right, so I guess this is the last bit, and this is when I get I get you to read the last bit of the book. Right.
1: Yeah. Cycles exist because they're excruciating to break. It takes an astronomical amount of pain and courage to disrupt a familiar pl- pattern. Sometimes it's easier to just keep running from the same familiar cycles. Rather than. F- f- yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I got you mean. Just say the sentence again. Rather edit it out. The entire, um, the entire sentence. It's that the whole sentence? Has not ended yet? No. I'll read it like I'll read after the comma. Rather than facing the fear of jumping and possibly not landing on, on your feet, my mother went through it. I went through it. I'll be damned if I allow my daughter to go through it. I kiss her on the head and make her promise it stops here with me and you it ends with us
0: yay that was really nice guys i hope you guys break some cycles you need in your life and i hope you have a good time and uh, a lovely life agape do you have anything to say um take care yeah and also do you want to plug yourself again oh, no no but you're gonna do it again because this might be the only way i motivate you to post more on your flipping podcast okay so apparently i have a podcast apparently <laughs>
1: it's called cool, the awkward black girl so like if you want to hear me talk here yeah, just search up
0: on spotify no like, you're not hyping yourself up she's done one episode as of the day we're recording which is the 20 something of um january and hopefully by the time this episode released, which, which will be the 6th of february we would have another episode i hope yes i will okay good and then you can see her discuss what it's like being a black woman mm. in um, England and other perspectives and everything. And I hope you guys um, get on to that. Thank you very much for listening. Have a lovely day.
1: Bye-bye.